Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Put your hands in the air if you are officially a hooker. No, I didn't mean I didn't mean like that. That was a poor choice of words. I meant if you're a fan of Hook. Because you know he debuted on last night's episode of AEW Rampage. Look, I've ruined this. I didn't mean to start the video this way. Hello, my name is Simon Miller. Welcome to Ups and Downs for AEW Rampage. I'm a moron. I'm a fool. This is why I have no friends. Let's just up those doubts. We kick things off on AEW Rampage this week with FTR and the Lucha Brothers already in the ring because, of course, Rampage is only a 60-minute show and we were trying to save as much time as possible by pushing start on their entrances. It also meant they got a solid chunk of time and honesty. These have got to be some of the best tag teams in the world right now. And I talk to the finger of power because I'm strange and I'm giving it up. You already know what I'm going to say too. I'm going to look at you right down this lens and just go Phoenix. And that's nothing against Cash, Dax or Penta, they are such good professional wrestlers. But when it comes to Phoenix, he is just insane. Even when he did a splash here, he pretty much entered somebody else's orbit and probably triggered an international incident. And it's one thing being able to do these moves, but having the cojones to actually pull them off. I mean, every single thing he does is absolutely terrifying. And I don't think he gives a damn. Of course, as always, he did one too many, which allowed FTR to just hit him in the face so hard to the point he probably thought his name was Remix. I don't even know what I mean by that. And it's just a bad job. Ju- I'm having a very bad day. Remix was still able to pop up from the floor and hit a jumping Rana in order to get the hot tag to Penta. And you know the deal with this as well. He's like, well, Phoenix, you just had a terrific performance. So now I'm going to try and outdo you. I mean, there was Sling Blades, the Lung Blower, the Made in Japan. And he was going to go for the Spike Pile Driver here, which he probably would have hit. Until, of course, you know what happened. That damn Tully Blanchard got up on the apron and he was like, distraction, distraction, distraction. Turns out this was a terrible mistake because Phoenix just punched him and he fell on the floor. And at this juncture, the tag klaxon sounded. Ha! Ah, and everybody started to hit their big moves, especially this Liger bomb from FTR, which was absolutely terrific and ended in a near fall. Wheeler then decided he was going to use the AAA title because he was like, ha there's so much carnage here, I can get away with it. But when Phoenix grabbed it and said no, way he accidentally smashed Harwood in the face and then he was all like ha, 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 Eddie Guerrero and he did the dance and the fans started chanting Eddie's name 
That was a really nice moment. Phoenix then went for the frog splash, but he totally forgot about this piece of gold, so Dax got it anyway and smashed it right in his face for another good near fall. And then that happened again with the big rig. I was like, how is anybody this good at pro wrestling? And I had to go lay down. Given that the whole thing had played out like you go, I go, you go, I go, they basically reset here, looked at each other, and then charged into the battlefield because the war must continue. And we quite literally got everything. I mean, there was gory bombs, there was dives, there was springboard cutters, and eventually the Lucha Brothers did hit their finishing move. They got the one, two, three. They retained their AEW tag titles. But nobody lost here. How can you lose when you put in a performance like this? And it just happened at the start of AEW Rampage. I know we've been building it up, but it still took me by surprise. Which probably makes me an absolute moron, but my parents tell me that every day anyway. So this was excellent, I tell you. It was just excellent. Sit down, watch it for the 15 minutes or however hell it went, and I promise you, you'll just be like, man, ain't life great. We were also clearly trying to pack a lot into this rampage as well, because almost straight away, it was Anna Jay, Ty Conte, and Ruby Soho taking on Nyla Rose, the bunny, and Penelope Ford. And once again, the bad guys didn't get an entrance because we skipped it with the start button. You also knew that this was going to have shenanigans, given that Vicky Guerrero, and Miss Brass Nuts were involved. And yeah, it took around about 37 seconds for this to happen. Because Vicky just tripped Conte as she was getting going, which allowed Nyla Rose to tag in there and just run around like a beast, which she does very well. And we soon shifted across to Ruby and Ford, who did a little bit of wrestling, but then Soho was cut off and alienated from her corner. And I was like, well, what the hell are we going to go do now? How is she going to survive this? Of course, it was Anna Jay building up to the hot tag, which she did get. She did run wild. And once again, you know what followed this. Say it with me, because the tag clacks and went off. Ha! And we got all of the moves. So that resulted in a super kick here, a tight KO there, a hanging net breaker up. We had a hook kick down. There was a suplex off to the side. We can all go, all wrestling matches do this, but there's a reason for it. It never doesn't work. It's also designed to create as much noise as possible because there was so much going on. Vicky Guerrero got the brass knucks and she passed them to the bunny who saw Anna Jay punched her right in the jaw. Our hero still tried to rally, but if you can believe it, it was to no avail because Nyla Rose eventually hit the beast bomb onto Anna and she got the one, two, three. So there was a lot going on here, but we also progressed multiple storylines, especially ones that tie into the TBS tournament and the sheer madness of it meant it was pretty damn fun. Up. Sting and Darby Allen were then backstage with Tony Schiavone when they were about to say something. Yes, they got interrupted to the point that maybe, just maybe in 2022, we will introduce an interruption counter to AEW. Honestly, you can't say a damn word without somebody else running in and just kicking you right in the mouth. I also think we may be kickstarting the FTR feud because it was these guys doing the attack. And not only did they grab Darby Allen and throw him into a steel gate, because of course, why wouldn't you do that? They looked at Sting and they hit him right in the testicles. And I'm sorry, this is Sting we are talking about. You don't hit him in the balls. I would also guess this means we're done with the Gun Club storyline, but I suppose they did win that match, but it does feel a little bit strange. We shall wait and see. And then, my friends, Hook made his in-ring AEW debut. And this was an event, this was a thing. It's going to be what you tell your kids about. It was a damn big deal. And this fascination that has been created around Hook, be it because of the internet or because it was planned by AEW, I don't know, has been wonderful to see. 
because when he did make his entrance to Action Bronson, by the way, which was also really cool, everybody went crazy. So it took around about three seconds for him to feel like a super duper star. His whole presentation is odd in the best possible way too, because he simultaneously looks like he doesn't care, but also cares more than anybody. And his hair is just on point. So what I think we should do is I think we should take every single championship in AEW and just give it to Hook. I mean, he feels like such a big deal, even though up to this point, all he has done has eaten crisp. I tell you, when he did get in the ring to take on Fuego Del Sol, he was just busting out judo moves like there was no tomorrow. So once again, he did himself really proud. But I mean, we had all these suplexes. There was this amazing lariat. And I think at one point, Fuego did make a comeback. But I don't remember it at all because I was just going hook, hook, hook. Given that he is the son of Taz as well, it should come as no surprise that he won this after applying a judo submission hold. And I'm not going to try and pronounce it because I'm not going to be able to do it. And then you can get mad at me in the comments. I don't want you to ruin my hook buzz. But also when he did win, he just went, yeah, done it. And he strolled to the back. (laughs) So seriously, no matter how this came about, I am such a big fan of hook to the point today. I'm just going to walk around doing that. And people are like, that guy's really weird, but I don't care, because one word, hook up. Somehow we were going to squeeze one final match into AEW Rampage as well, and I do admit, given that it's only a 60-minute show, it did feel like a lot. But we had our main event, which was going to be Adam Cole going against best friend Wheeler Yuta. We had all the promo stuff beforehand with Mark Henry too, and I swear we were teasing here that Trent, who of course returned on Dynamite, isn't very happy with his buddies. He was like, man, why aren't we talking about me given that I did just come back and save you all? And Orange Cassie was like, no, Trent, we must talk about Wheeler. So are we going to break these guys up? That kind of seemed a little bit strange. And I would also say that as the final thing we saw on Rampage, it did feel a little bit by the numbers because no matter how hard they tried, in no universe did I believe that Wheeler Utah was going to be Adam Cole. And that's nothing against Utah. I think he's a top-tier talent. But Adam Cole is being treated like the biggest thing since sliced bread. So you could telegraph the ending from as soon as the bell rang. It did tick all the boxes though, because Adam was being a massive ass to begin with and just insulting the best friends. So Wheeler Utah was like, well, look, man, I do have a bunch of skills, so I'm going to light up on your ass. Cole kept cutting him off and getting madder and madder. And that's why early on he went for the Panama Sunrise. I was like, Adam Cole, you play video games. You know the deal. You have to wear out their HP before you hit your big move. And he didn't do that at all, so it didn't work. This also allowed Wheeler Utah to hit dodge and start his own quick time event comeback because he was hitting German suplexes he was hitting flying forearms but once again even when he was making the pinfall you're not going to get three because you're fighting Adam Cole and if I'm going to be completely honest with you from here Cole just did fight back he hit a super kick he then hit the boom and he pinned him for the one two three and I went of course he did What else is going to happen? This was more than fine though, so I am going to give it an up. My biggest surprise is that nobody on the outside interfered, even though we had basically the entirety of the super clique and we had the entirety of the best friends. But as it turned out, we were leaving it for the fallout. Because as soon as this was done, both teams looked at each other, but then Bobby Fish ran out from the back and he pulled Trent out the ring when the super clique just jumped the best friends. And good grief did they kick their ass. I mean, when they were done, the Bucks and Colt even cast distraction to get Trent back in the ring, where they all smashed him with the BTE trigger. And don't forget, he's been away for so long because he had a bad neck. So essentially, they were trying to re-break it. So once again, it kind of feels like he got the raw deal here. So maybe he is about to leave the group. And in terms of leaving me intrigued, it did a very good job. 
because I never even thought that I would be thinking it. It can all be a ruse as well, of course, and I'm gonna be going, oh, shucks, they got me again. And as ever, you know the deal. I don't need to repeat myself, otherwise people come here on Twitter going, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, just making a bunch of noise. It's only 60 minutes. Again, maybe you don't need to pack this much into it, because it's a bit like, ah, and it was coming at your face. But did I have a good time over this hour period? I did. So what do you want me to do? Just go down because it's fun? Ah, uh -uh, pal, I'm a positive Pete and it's getting up.